Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Welcome back to Vital Life Connection. And today I'm talking to Chad Burnett, who is a good friend of mine. And we are busy interviewing him about his story. And as you know, these podcasts are all about people's stories and how their stories can help and impact other people's lives. And Chad has got a whopper of a story. And we were in a hospital bed and Chad had found that he had a possibility of cancer. He's talking, him and his wife have to deal with it. He's now dealing with with his family and friends. So I'm sure there's one other person that you have not told yet, or I'm sure you didn't want your parents to tell. And that was your eight-year-old. At any time in this whole conversation, were you, before even the diagnosis came back, did you think about how are you going to tell Sophia? Yes, that, that, was, um, that was a big question that came up because all I could think about is how is she going to react and what, what kind of life would she face if she lost me? What, you know, what kind of impact would that leave on her? And how much do we tell her? And when do we tell her? And how do we break it down into a level that a child could understand? Because this is a, you know, this is a big deal and we've never even had a pet die. So she, she hasn't really been exposed to this when she was at an emotional level where she could understand what's going on. So it was, it was constantly in my mind of how do you prepare your child for the fact that you might not be there soon? And that was, that was a conversation that I know neither Brittany nor I wanted to have, but one that we had to, we had to discuss and we had to come up with a plan and we were going to have to try to take this, something this big and make it this small for her to be able to understand. Mm. And certainly there were some challenges to that. The one, I guess you could say mixed blessing in all of this is that during the time uh, from the initial diagnosis to whenever we told her at Sophia's school, the principal, she went in for breast cancer treatment. She caught her, her breast cancer very early and she made all the students aware of it. She's, the, the students were aware, I have this sickness. This is what it's called. This is my treatment. I'm going to be away from the school for a few months. Whenever I come back, I may not have hair, but I plan on coming back and, and this is the way it is. So the kids had a little bit of an understanding and Sophia kind of, kind of knew what, what cancer was or that it was an illness. So whenever we did have that conversation with her, mm. um, we had a little bit of a background we could, we could build on. Um, and I think that helped a little, but again, you do have to have the part of the conversation yes. where you're telling your child and looking them in the eye and saying, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to fight this. I'll be very, very sick for a while, but we hope I'll get better, but there's a chance I don't. And kids grow up very fast when you tell them things like that. Wow. 
So you get through that first night, Chad, and when did the final diagnosis come in? Uh, did they send you home? Were you in the hospital for longer? What well, happened so after that, that first, after that first initial shock? So it was, it was six hours later after the initial shock. So nine o'clock in the morning, the oncologist walks in. Fantastic oncologist. Um, he's with uh, Texas Oncology, so shout out to them, uh, Dr. Casper. He comes in there and he's got the chart and he goes, okay, well, I've had a chance to review this. And he goes, did you, did you talk to the night doctor and did he give you the, the diagnosis? And I said, well, he told me that he thinks it's cancer and he thinks that it's everywhere in my body. And he goes, well, that's, that's a reasonable diagnosis. <laughs> he goes, uh, what you have, he goes, we believe very strongly that it is a type of cancer that is called Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it is a cancer of the blood, and it travels through your lymphatic system, so that's why it goes all the way through your body. It will also impact your spleen, bone marrow. It can spread into other organs, and the, the mass in the center of my chest was kind of the, the telltale sign of what it was. And he actually informed me that the mass in my chest was so large, it had actually completely wrapped around my esophagus, and if it were to get any larger, it would crush my esophagus. Um, wow. He then told me that what I had on my spine, my understanding was that it was on my spinal column around the vertebrae. He said, no, it's actually inside of the spinal column directly wrapped around my spinal cord. Mm. And the reason for the limited paralysis in my leg was that it was crushing my spinal cord and cutting off cutting off the signals going down to the, the lower half mm -hmm. of my body. Um, he showed me a chart that showed a, a picture of my spinal cord, and you could see um, white coming down from my brain into my neck. He goes, that is the flow of your spinal fluid, and then it just hit and was solid black afterwards. He goes, after here, it's so tight, you don't even have spinal fluid that's able to go down the rest of your spine. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So as he's uh, telling you this, what's going <laughs> through your mind? What's, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Well, not a whole lot of optimism at this point. Um, I thought the doctor was remarkably calm. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had much better bedside manner, and he was giving me a lot of detail over what it was. And then, you know, I just had that, that burning question. And the question, what, the, the obvious question, the obvious question that I think a lot of people would want to ask is, okay, how long do I have to live? I think that's what that would be in, in a lot of people's minds, but that's not what I asked. My question was, okay, what do we do? What's the next step? What's the plan? And he said, well, I've, I've, con I've consulted the radiologist and I've consulted a spinal surgeon. We're going to see about what we do about your neck because this needs to be resolved immediately. Um, we may go surgery or we may zap it with radiation, but I'll let them debate on what the best course of action is, and then we'll do that. And he goes, afterwards, um, we have testing we need to do. We need to see what your endurance level is, your lung strength, your heart strength, so we can know which course of action is going to be the best. He goes, but then I'd like to put you on a pretty intensive chemotherapy regimen for about six months. And I said, Okay. So then the question came out, and I said, if you're talking to me about six months, then is it your estimation that, that I can make it 
for at least six months. And he looks down at his chart and he looks back up at me and he goes, I think you can beat this. And at that point, I was stunned. I mean, mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't go from hearing you have cancer all over your body, all throughout your body, that you have it wrapped around your spinal cord, that it's wrapped around your esophagus, that it's in your spleen and your bone marrow, that it's all throughout your lymphatic system. And then the last thing you'd expect to hear is a doctor say, I think you can beat this. So seed of, a seed of hope was, I'm guessing, planted in your spirit. It sounded like you had hope already, but there was this, did you, did both of you latch on to that, those words? <laughs> I, I'm not sure we bought, we believed him a hundred percent. We, we wanted it to be real though. We wanted to think that this is something that we can beat, that this is something that I can, I can fight through. And I know chemotherapy is not something that you mess around with and six months of it, you know, that's not something I was looking forward to, but here it was. Here's what I asked for. I asked for a chance. I, I asked to be able to fight this and here it was. Here was the fight put in front of me and I wasn't going to back away from it. So I did, I did latch onto that seat of hope. Good. Yeah. That's what I was trying to push is that though you might not have uh, believed it a hundred percent, I think in the darkest of those valleys, in the, in the darkest of rooms, in the darkest of coal mines, if you could just see a pinprick of light in that darkness, that is the thing you need to focus on. Don't focus on the darkness, right? Focus on the pinprick of light, the little light that is just there. You might not know where it's from. It could have been a reflection of something. <laughs> but at least there's light because there's nothing worse when there is no light, when there is just pitch blackness. And I'm guessing that that was using a cliche, the ray of hope, a little ray, a little tiny speck of hope that in a doctor's words, I think we can beat this was what you needed. Absolutely. Now, um, what you said about that ray of light, you know, cancer, it comes around. It's, you know, it's something that, we have to deal with any kind of tragedy, any kind of disease, um, anything that happens, you know, this is, this is reality, something we have to deal with, but hopelessness mm. that kills you faster than anything. Yes. Once, once the spirit has given up, you, there, no doctor in the world can pull you out of that. No. And, you know, we, we talked to him and whenever he left, I remember looking at, looking at Brittany and saying, okay, we're going to beat this. I, I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what the treatment's like. I don't, that doesn't matter because that's the temporary. That's the fight that will go away six months from now. If it's gone, then that's all that matters. Yes. We, we are going to fight this. We, we are going to beat this no matter what. You had mentioned the word faith earlier on, and now we mention the word hope. And someone once said to me, he said, hope is the picture faith paints for our hearts or our, to cling to, for our lives to cling to. And then someone added, based on God's word. In other words, taking that hope to God's word, like Abraham, who God said, you're going to have children, paints a picture of stars in front of him and says, you can have children as many as the stars. And Abraham had faith. Those stars were the picture that his faith was now painting. And you had this little picture of hope. And then your faith had to cling to that hope and cling to this picture 
because your days weren't going to get lighter yet. Chemo, is, as I'm sure you're going to tell us, chemo is not the, the party everyone makes it out to be, right? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely not. Um, but I knew, I knew no matter how bad it was that I could do it. I knew I could get through it. I had to hold on to something. I had to hold on to that light. I had to keep looking forward, never, never looking to the side, stay focused on the direction I was moving in. And as long as I did that, I knew that the light would only get brighter and I would get to the other side. And that so was, ask you, I was 100% focused. So let me ask you this. Somebody listening to this is in that place, in darkness, whatever it be, in their health, probably in their health or in some area in their lives, but let's say in their health. What advice would you give them in kind of the same thing that we're talking about here, maybe in the same stream that we're talking about, but what advice would you give somebody who's saying, man, I'm, I'm in this darkness, I'm in this, this diagnosis phase of whatever I have, be it cancer or be it whatever it is else that I might have. What kind of advice would you give that person listening to you, us today? There's actually a quote from Henry Ford, and Henry Ford said, says, whether or not you believe you're, you're going to succeed or you believe you're going to fail, you're right. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. If, if you're in that, that diagnosis and you look ahead and, and you see, you know, you just see the darkness in front of you, then you're just not looking in the right place. You know, turn around, shift what you're looking at, shift your gaze, find that, that one thing that says, yes, you are going to beat this. Yes, you are going to get to go side. Because if you just walk further and further and further away from the positivity, from the light, from your faith, from what's going to get you to, this, to the other side, then that's just a longer journey you have to make to, to get back. And you can lose yourself in it. You can, you can lose your mind, you can lose your spirit long before you lose your body. And holding on to those things that, that give you strength and finding the people that give you strength, that's what will pull you through. Mm. You know, someone said to me in one of my other interviews when we were talking about family, he said, uh, success is failure turned inside out and you know there are two sides of the coin and as you said you know there's like henry ford said you there's a choice in there there's a you can allow yourself to go down that road of failure you can you can choose to head up the road now swimming upstream is always going to be a lot more difficult than just allowing to be washed downstream so Chad, uh, thank you so much once again for spending some time with me today. We are going to be back and we're going to look at your path towards recovery and what that took and what that took out of you. And even in those times, as if I remember your story, and I don't want to give too much away, but even in those times, there were some, some obstacles, not just in the way you felt, but you know, some setbacks, some things that you thought, wow, is this really going to work? So once again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And thank you listeners for listening to us today. We'll be back with an, continuing this fascinating interview with Chad Burnett. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oren Rudolph.